Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. Today, we are continuing our discussions on all things related to the heart. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing getting to the heart of the matter, problem solving. So as we know, any relationship at work, at home, with friends, neighbors, you know, just anyone, there can be issues that arise. So today we're going to dig a little deeper into ways to manage these problems and have good outcomes overall and not look at conflict as such a negative thing. So first, I just want to discuss a little bit about conflict. So for you all, what comes to mind when you hear the word conflict? I think differing opinions. So we're, we're not in full agreement on some issue or situation. I'm thinking avoid it because it's bad. You're going to be in an argument. You're going to be mad. Somebody's mad. Let's just avoid it all. So, yeah. So, and like I mentioned, you know, in the intro, so a lot of times we think of it as negative or it's just uncomfortable and we don't like doing it. So I want us today for this episode to look at the word conflict as just a natural part of our human interactions that we have. So a lot of time conflict really isn't the issue. It's how individuals or ourselves really react to the issue that is before us. So our goal for our podcast is to kind of shift our mindset to thinking and viewing conflict as an opportunity to strengthen relationships that we have, to become better decision makers, and find creative ways to compromise. So today we're going to be diving deeper into the research that I found from the University of Georgia and Utah State Extension. I would like to uh, continue our conversations and asking you all another question. So what do you think are the most common issues with conflict? So why do you think it's difficult to resolve? Communication is very key of uh, trying to solve the problem of conflict, not having the right communication skills. Yeah, I think fear. And then like what Ashley said, avoidance, like I want to avoid it. So a lot of times we would avoid it because we're afraid of it. Or I think in some situations it's our own ego because we don't want to have to admit if we're wrong and sometimes we don't want to compromise. And so it can be really difficult if we have strong opinions or views about something and the other person does as well or people in whatever situation it may be. And I think related to that fear is it goes back into... I mean, me personally, we know I am trying to not be such a perfectionist, but I am. And so if there's conflict, I'm immediately thinking, what did I do wrong? I don't don't want to make somebody mad, even though I know we're all responsible for our reactions. We're responsible for our feelings. But still, I think that's I've still got that negative 
that negative connotation with it that it's bad, even though logically, I know that not all conflict is bad, and it is how we manage it. Exactly. So some things that the research showed was uh, just disagreeing on the issue for who is responsible for the problem. How hard is that, right? We've talked to that before. Like, I'm not going to say I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Feeling that differences never seem to get resolved. Going out of the way to avoid conflict, which we've mentioned earlier. Differing about the best way to solve the disagreement. And having huge disputes over unimportant issues. Well, and I think sometimes with that unimportant issues, that's not even the issue. That's just what happened right now. So that's what, that was just the very last thing that happened. That, Yeah, it's like a symptom of the real problem. Yes. Yeah. But also, it may not be an issue or a big issue for yourself, but it may be for the other person as well. So to kind of look at Mm -hmm. it, you know, we don't think it's a big deal, but it may be a big deal to that other person. Exactly. And those are some things that we're going to talk about a little bit later. You all are kind of jumping ahead, but that's good. (laughs) We're good because we're thinking about it, right? And we're, and it's, it is hard. It's a hard thing to do. And I think a lot of times um, we do try to avoid it just to keep the peace. We're going to be talking about some things that hopefully will help us not avoid it. So now we're going to be talking about some things to avoid when we're trying to resolve a conflict. So is there any things that you all try to avoid or you're self-aware of like things you do when you're in a conflict? I don't like conflict and I try to avoid it like everybody else. But whenever there is a conflict, I try not to put the blame on somebody else. I try to use I statements like I instead of you, we, you know, I try to make sure that I'm very that I don't want them to feel like I'm blaming them also. And I think that's really hard because by the time that I'm ready to discuss whatever said thing is, I'm probably feeling very heated about it. Mm -hmm. So trying to use those I statements while I know to do that, and I also try really hard to do that, but in order to do that, I have to calm down first. So trying to make sure that I'm calm before I enter any type of discussion over any type of conflict, big or small. Yeah, I try to be really clear about the why of how I feel the way I feel. You know, not just like I think this is the right thing or I feel this way, but what is under that? What is my reason behind it? Because I think that's a big part is we don't understand each other. But then I also try, and it depends on the circumstances, because I'm definitely not, not perfected this, but try to understand the other person or the other people's why. Like, help me understand why you feel this way and where you're coming from let me see it from your lens instead of just mine and not necessarily because i'm going to to change my opinion but if i can understand someone else's stance then i think it's much easier to find a compromise than if we're just like no i'm right you're wrong and and let's move on i think trying to find that common ground trying to find that understanding and i think that's what we struggle with in conflict like just all over the place, whether it's at work, at home, you know, 
wherever on the, you see it on the news all the time too is just misunderstanding people but not seeking to find that understanding of each other's differing opinions so i think you know that is one thing that i i try really hard to do is help me understand where you're coming from and, and i will help you understand where i'm coming from and that way we we may not change each other's minds but we can better respect one another's opinions no those are some really good ones and you all hit on some ones that i was going to talk about Uh, So a few that we haven't brought up is just taking the passive aggressive approach. Um, I mean, I would say I admit that I've done that before. I try not to do that, but that's an easy fallback to stay in our comfort zones. Avoiding the conflict, blaming, like Joni said, accusing, criticism, and then defensiveness. A lot of times that's that's a hot one, a hot topic for a lot of people because you immediately when somebody, and I think it depends on how you're approached with it and you know like we talked about the I statements and things like that but of course we're going to be defensive right and then stonewalling so those are just some things that when there is conflict that will arise as we talked about it will definitely come up in some part of our lives some things to avoid so now we're going to talk a little bit more about things that are that would make the process easier for us to resolve conflicts because that's really what we're wanting to do we don't really want to again focus on the things that we're avoiding so i'm going to go through seven different things that was highlighted and we'll have some just general discussions about it and we've actually you all have actually mentioned and touched on some of these but i would like to hear maybe some things that you do uh, in these specific topics to help maybe de-escalate and make the conflict conversations go a little bit better. So the first one is appropriate timing, which which Ashley talked about a while ago. And that's just, uh, we think about conflict and when it happens, emotions are high, right? And your feelings and you're just amped up or anxious or, or you could be sad. And so you're not thinking Clearly, you're not your best selves, right? Of course. And and this is just mostly when it's as soon as it happens. You haven't had time to, to decompress. So this is just talking about taking a little bit of time away and calming yourself before you actually approach this person with about the conflict. And I think it helps me to take that time so that I'm able to think through why something is bothering me. Like mm-hmm. Tiffany mentioned, to tell the why. We all know that I'm one that likes to write things down. So it helps me to actually take the time, write it down, write specifically what it is that's bothering me. Is it that little thing that just happened or is it something bigger? And this was just the the last thing that happened. Speaking of that, there was something going on this morning before we started recording for our podcast and I got a text and it was about conflict. It was about one little thing, but the whole text was from a big thing, you know? So like you said, well, ago, instead of coming forth with what is bothering you, you know, at first, then it, it blew up to something that it shouldn't mm-hmm. have been. Yeah. You know, I like that. Ashley said, like, I need that time out so that I can actually think through the things and how I'm feeling and how I can express that, what the why is, because I may not even know. And this is actually like a chemical, physical reaction that we have, because when we get in a disagreement with someone, when we are frustrated or we do get heated, we kick into our 
fight, flight, or freeze response. So we're in our survival brain. And so we literally have to take a time out to get ourselves back into that thinking brain so we can process and have some really rational thinking about the situation. Because if not, we're just coming at it as like, I'm in survival. I need to win. I need to get my point across. And we typically don't do it with love and kindness and openness because that's not the part of our brain that we're utilizing. So I think it's great to take a time out, but not even just for ourselves. Like sometimes I know I need to take a time out for me because I can feel myself getting there. But sometimes you recognize that the other person needs a time out as well. Like, okay, I have upset them or they are upset about this situation or something has happened where they are being triggered to have this response. And neither one of us are going to have a rational conversation right now. So let's step away, breathe, get ourselves back into that functional brain where we can actually think it through. And then we can have a reasonable conversation because if not, we're just kind of digging a hole and fanning that flame and making something much, much bigger than it would have to be if we took the time out to just kind of let the emotions calm and let us really think through what we're going to say. Something else we can think about with the appropriate timing. Don't do it in the middle of the night either. Yes. You're tired. <laughs> do not do it in the middle I'm of sleeping. the night. That was, I was heading that way too. Just because mine would be more first thing in the morning. Like, let's talk about this. Whether it's conflict or not. Yeah. Just, I think appropriate timing can go with anything <laughs> conflict related or just let's talk about the day related. But mine would be, I've been up for an hour and 45 minutes. Let's chat about things. And then everyone else in my household is waking up and not ready to chat about things so appropriate timing definitely Mm -hmm. pick and maybe it would be even be helpful to say hey we really need to talk about this situation when would be a good time because it's not going to be a good time when you're trying to watch something on tv or if there's a ball game you want to go to or any of those kinds of things if there's something that you or the person have in mind that they we're going to do just jumping in and being like, well, it's time to talk about this and it's time to talk about it right now. Also don't do it through text. (laughs) If you got conflict, don't do it through text. (laughs) I was thinking too on the appropriate timing and jumping back to um, what we talked about, about having disputes over unimportant things. So sometimes it's, I have a bad day at work. It's been a rough day and you get home and let's say like, my husband's been home and the dishwasher's still not, you know, cleaned out. I mean, just as an example, but, and then I'm just like, well, why haven't you done it yet? You know, so right. it's, you're not mad that they did it. It's fine. You know, you can do it later. You're amped up about what happened at work or what happened with what on the way home, a driver you encountered or whatever it may be. But if you step back and you're like, we're not going to talk about it right now, then you're like, that really wasn't important anyway. Yeah, I think sometimes we pick a fight because we're so frustrated with other things in our life that we're like, I didn't get to tell those people and things how I felt about the situation. So guess what? You're here and you're my person and you're safe. So you're going to get it, even though I really don't care about that thing. I just need to get it off my chest. Yeah. So the second one is going to be establishing a cooperative environment. And so that really talks about just making a comfortable environment, something that's 
cheerful it could be a calming room or a place that you you kind of go it's not sitting out on the porch where the neighbors can hear or you know or something like that and set and maybe setting and following rules Mm -hmm. uh rules of like okay so we're gonna you can speak first and i'll speak next or we're not gonna raise our voice or you know whatever it could be just making sure there's not any distractions so that environment is there's not a tv on or your kid's not running around or your phone's not ringing it could just be hey i'm gonna turn my phone off or put it on silent we're not going to look at it and this is our time to focus yeah it's almost like establishing some healthy boundaries around the conversation so we all feel safe we can all feel heard so I like that and again I mentioned it a little bit before but soften your approach and hopefully you've taken that appropriate timing uh, that you can soften your approach but I found this this statement that was in one of the articles that I read and it said research indicates that 96% of the outcome of interaction is based on the first three minutes of the conversation. And so if you are amped up and you're mad in in the moment, you're not going to have that soft approach and you're not going to, you wouldn't have had that time to kind of deescalate a little bit. Yeah. I think the way we say things um, matters as much, if not, more than what we say and I've learned that a lot when I was first starting out in therapy I found because sometimes in therapy you have to point out things people don't want to hear and and that can be difficult because you're showing them some truth that maybe they've tried to avoid for a long time but I found that the delivery really makes the difference I can say almost anything to anyone if I deliver it in the right way with the right motives and so I think what we say matters because I mean I think we've all had that that person come come and come at us and we're like why are you coming at me like that and all of a sudden you no longer want to hear what they're saying you're you want to defend yourself and so you we shut down so I think we do have to really pay attention to that tone and to even the body language and the other and the other ways that we're talking and I know for myself it's the easiest for me to forget that with my spouse because again, when it's your safe person, that's your person that, that gets you unfiltered. And so reminding ourselves, like, soften the approach. Yeah, you know, come at them with love and openness and wanting to resolve a situation as opposed to wanting to deepen the argument. I think that's one of the hardest things for me because I have a very matter of fact tone. And then even if I'm calm, I'm still trying to be calm. But I have to tell my face like, you look mad. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to calm that face down and change your tone so that it's not just a matter of fact tone. It's, it's a softer tone. And the next one is going to be listening skills. So do you listen to reject? Are you actually listening to listen? So I've heard some people say a lot of times we listen to react Mm -hmm. and we're thinking about, well, what am I going to say next? Or that wasn't right. I'm going to interrupt them or whatever that may be. But our goal is to just listen, actually listen and hear what that other person is actually saying. Yeah, you know, I taught a series recently on emotionally intelligent leadership. And one of the things we focused on was active listening. And a big piece of that is, you know, we hear just because we have the ability to hear. So if you have the ability to hear, you will hear sounds, you you know, you don't have to do anything. But active listening is trying to put meaning and understanding behind what you're hearing. And I think that's where we mess up. Because like you said, 
especially in a conflict, if someone is sharing their message, we can sometimes be so focused on our rebuttal that we don't hear what they're saying to us. So we don't really understand what they're trying to communicate with us. So if we really focus on listening for understanding, our communication is much, much better off. And we can find that common ground and that solution much quicker than when we are just focusing on our side. You stepped on my toes a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I stepped on my own toes. We Look, were talking. I think it's all. I mean, like it's all I always say, I know these things, and I tell you all these I things, know. and I try to teach these, but I, I do. You can ask the spouse. I am not <laughs> perfect at this. I try, um, and it's a work in progress. But, but I think it's good to know because the more we know it, the more we hear it, awareness. the more we practice it. Yeah, yes. that awareness. Yes. Love it, but uh, it hurt my feelings a little bit. We it stings were, a little. It does. it does. Well, we were talking before we started recording just about a situation with my youngest, and I won't go into it very much. But you just saying, were you listening to hear or were you listening to reject? I was honestly, I was probably just listening so that then I could respond to that particular situation about why something else could have been done. So. I'm going to use that. Well, that's why we're here. And that's why we have these conversations. And a lot of times, like you mentioned, like we know this or we've learned it, but then we don't practice it. Mm -hmm. And one that, and I'm going to point out, and I'm, I feel like I'm, I know I'm bad at this is when you listen and you're talking, people are, they're telling you something or explaining something to you, but you put in with it the expectations that you think that they're actually saying so Mm -hmm. you kind of like like you're trying to read their mind like you already know what they're saying you know the intention behind what they're saying but in reality it's probably not Mm -hmm. really what they're actually trying to say I really try really hard not to do this but sometimes like if I'm talking to somebody and I'm trying to listen to them I'll butt in You know, like instead of sitting back and listening, truly listening to them, I butt in because I think, oh, I'll forget what I'm fixing to say. But really, in honesty, I do. I need to sit back and listen to whatever's going on with them and then respond. So I've tried to be more aware and, you know, of myself doing that. So I don't because they're what's going on with them matters. And that's perfect. I found some research, um, some of the different pubs I was doing, and it had like little activities that you could do. And so it leads into what Tiffany and what Joni just talked about. So the next time you like you're disagreeing or you're in a conversation, try to see the situation from their standpoint Mm -hmm. to take that time and actually how are they actually feeling? Where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. And can I better understand it to see the reality of the situation versus what, what I think it is. And the next one is going to be identify the problem. So look to understand the problem. Again, look at both points of views and using those I messages, which we've talked about before. The last two, I think will be interesting um, for us to talk about, and they really kind of go hand in hand, but it's brainstorming your solutions. So thinking about when you're brainstorming, coming up with a lot of different solutions, not just one and not one that's going to benefit yourself, right? Or only going to benefit whomever that is, right? Because sometimes if you're a giving person, you may be like, okay, it's easier to just let them have what they want, right? Or something along that lines. But you're trying to find a solution that fits both of you all the best, And one thing it talked about was not to criticize solutions that the other one comes up with. 
So being that, being open-minded. So even if you think, well, that's not the best solution, you don't have to point that out, right? That's your opinion. And you're not truly listening to what that is. Well, and something may come out of that suggestion. Mm -hmm. So it could just be, we're going to brainstorm all the things. There's no good or bad idea. And then we'll come back and pick the best compromise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you need to like combine a number of other solutions. Like maybe by itself, that doesn't work to solve the problem. But if we take a piece of this idea and a piece of this idea, it's a better idea and it's a better fit for the scenario. But I think like also going back to what we said before, just making sure that you're coming up with solutions for the actual problem (laughs) and that it's not that symptom of the bigger problem. Because a lot of times when the conflict arises, it's after a long time of other things happening. And so it it may not actually be the issue. And if I'm solving the wrong problem, then we still have that original problem and it's going to come back up. And so taking some time before you even throw out the solutions to dig deeper and say, well, okay, what is the legitimate problem? Like what is underneath the surface? Are there some layers there we need to peel back so that we can get to the truth of it? Because then we can come up with more effective solutions. But I think too, not stifling anybody's ideas because that's just how you get going. And if you stop the creativity, then you're going to miss out on something that that could be really like the key. Haven't you always heard multiple brains are better than one? Yes. So absolutely. Sometimes in conflict, we don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be optimistic but that's here. Why we're here, right? <laughs> that's, right. that's why we're talking about it. And and again, if we don't take that time out to decompress and think about it. Um, and also just one thing to, and I thought was interesting, and I was like, this isn't true. But I'm like, it is kind of true. Uh, it said not all conflicts are resolved. And it's okay to disagree, which we've talked about. I think it may have been last week's podcast. It's it's okay if we all don't see the same, but you do gain that respect, as mm-hmm. Tiffany had mentioned, for their point of view. And you are actually understanding where they're coming from. And it's not, they're just trying to do it on purpose or they're intentionally trying to hurt you it's just how they feel yeah I think it's good to honor and value differing viewpoints because it makes us more well-rounded when we can hear other people's truth and their stories and their emotions and where they're coming from because our experiences are so vastly different it's good to be able to connect with other people you know it doesn't have to change the core of who I am but it changes my understanding it makes me a better person it makes me a better friend it makes me a better coworker when I can try and seek that understanding with one another and I, I had a thought when we were discussing this you know way back long time ago when I was doing my internship for therapy I had a mentor who would talk about conflict and so that he did a whole session on it but he would talk about confrontation and I think confrontation does the same thing as conflict it it gives us kind of a yuck feeling in our gut we get scared it makes us a little nervous it feels like it's a fight but what he would tell people is that we misunderstand what confrontation is and he would say in confrontation you come front to front with the person that the issue is, and you throw the issue out there. So me and you are not in battle with one another. We are in battle with the issue. 
So we're going to come front to get front. We're going to throw the issue out there and we're going to work to solve it together. And I think that's exactly what this like brainstorming solutions and problem solving and all of that is about is if we stop looking at each other as the enemy and I have to come and fight against you for what I think is right is no, we're in this, we're a team together and this problem, it's facing, you know, we're both facing it together and we're going to throw it out there. We're going to solve it together. So then the issue becomes more of the enemy than the other human. And then we can see each other as allies instead of as enemies. And I think that 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 was really meaningful for me to hear that and to begin to look at it a different way. And I think that's what really is is important when we think about human interaction and, and communication is if I can just shift the way I think about that concept or that action, then it can make all the difference in the world. Because as long as I think it's scary and it's a fight and it's a battle, I'm going to go into that survival instinct. But if I can begin to think that, no, I'm a team and we're going to solve this together, then we can really work to make a legitimate solution. I never thought of it like that, Tiffany. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, was it was amazing. He was a really, really great guy, really great mentor. And that was one of the things he would talk about. And it just was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, when you put it like that, I mean, it really does. It's just like got my brain just thinking about, you know, I never thought of it yeah. to do it that way or to feel that way towards something. Well, and when you said confrontation, I immediately was like, oh, no, that's what I want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, conflict, fine. Let's go with some conflict. But no, no, no confrontation until you explained it. And then yeah. Yeah. that that makes sense. You're a team solving the problem together. And yeah, I we know it. these things. Yeah. I feel like we it's do. things that we know and we talk about. But when you're right there in the middle of it, it's it's just not as easy to pull it right back out. Yeah, I liked the visual of it because it's like, okay, I'm going to come front to front. So face to face with you and we're going to throw the problem there and we're going to we're going to focus on the problem, not on each other. And I think that's the, what we we want to go to. Our gut takes us to like, all right, I'm going to attack you because mm-hmm. you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. And then vice versa, you're going to attack me because I'm not. But instead, like, let's we don't have to come at each other. We don't have to. That really brought that back up to my memory. Um, no, it's good. But so- I, I've just, I think it's a good way to look at it. I think it can help change our mind. And we won't, again, we won't do it perfect. And in, in the, the heat of conflict, we might not remember it, but we can always come back to it. And I think that's the thing I would encourage people too, when you think about conflict and confrontation and all those words that feel scary and, you know, whatever, negative, is that we will mess up. But we can always fix it. And so, you know, I know once I calm down, if I have not handled it the way that I know I need to handle it, and then I can take a step back and I can go to that person and say, listen, I need to apologize to you. I didn't handle that situation with the right timing, with, you know, the right tone, with the right whatever. And I'm going to apologize to you for that. And then we can do it the right way. We get a do over. And I think sometimes we forget that we think like, oh, I did it. I messed it up. And there's no saving it. But there's always saving it. It's always like, let me come back to you. Let me own my part. And let me try to do it the right way now and I've done that before and I've had to do that personally I've had to do that professionally and it's not your finest moment but man I feel a whole lot better about going to that person and admitting my mess up and fixing and doing it the right way than if I had just let it go and been too embarrassed or ashamed to address it again so I think don't ever think it's too late and don't ever beat yourself up 
for messing up because we all mess up. I think it's worse to not go back and fix it. I think we've shared some great points today. And I think we've all kind of had our toes stepped on a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, a little, little bit. Little, and little. that's okay. Because again, our word this year is awareness, right? And even though we know these things and we suppress them, we're like, you know what? It's time to bring that back out. Trying to revisit it. And try to do better next time. And again, like Tiffany mentioned, if we mess up, it's fine. We can apologize. And I feel like your relationship, it talked about building those relationships mm-hmm. and your relationships will be stronger once you work through these problems or the conflicts or confrontations. Mm-hmm. And and that's the goal. So thank you all so much for joining us today. Hopefully uh, we didn't step on your all's toes too much <laughs> like we stepped on our own. But hopefully now you're thinking about shifting your mindset about conflict and then it's not all negative and it will help in the long run to just confront those issues and work through them together thank you all again for listening this is life simplified thanks for listening to life simplified we are family and consumer sciences agents with the university of kentucky cooperative extension service Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.